everyone welcome into another edition of the woge pod trade deadline week installment two with front office insider bobby marks we'll get to bobby here in just a minute but got an announcement to make the woge pod is coming to indianapolis all-star weekend thursday night february 15th 8 p.m at the vogue theater and if you are a pacer fan if you are an nba fan i think you're gonna love this show all-star guard tyrese halliburton will be joining me at the Vogue Theater, Thursday, February 15th. I'll tell you how to get tickets in a minute. Tyrese and I will also be joined by Hall of Famer, Team USA Managing Director, Grant Hill. So a great hour plus of talking hoops with Tyrese Halliburton, who is going to be one of these stories of All-Star Weekend. He's been one of these stories of this NBA season with this historic Pacers offense with this Indiana team that has surprised everybody and Tyrese Halliburton looking every bit like an all-NBA guard this season, led the Pacers to the in-season tournament championship game. There is as fun to watch as anybody in the league. He has just been remarkable, and he will be with us at the Vogue Theater February 15th to kick off All-Star Weekend along with Grant Hill, a great hour plus again of Hoops Talk on the Woj Pod. Excited to have those guys, and I got to believe with People like Tyrese Halliburton, Grant Hill, those tickets are going to go fast. If you want to get yours, go to bit.ly slash Live. bit.ly slash Live. Log in, grab your tickets. I believe it is 21 and over to buy tickets to be in the Vogue Theater. So make sure you are of age. And make sure that you bring your friends with you. If you're a basketball fan, I think this is going to be a great hour. Tyrese Halliburton and Grant Hill joining me at the Vogue Theater for the Woj Pod to kick off All-Star Weekend. Can't wait for it. Uh, can't wait also here to kick it off on day two with Bobby Marks from Bristol, our front office insider. Let's get into everything going on here as we approach Thursday's trade deadline. Back here on the Woj Pod with Bobby Marks, ESPN's front office insider for our second installment on Trade Deadline Week. Perhaps not a whole lot different than our first installment, Bobby, uh, about 24 hours ago. A very quiet Monday with the Trade Deadline looming Thursday at 3. And, you know, traditionally, you know, listen, teams are in the offices on weekends and the GMs and presidents are taking calls and some owners. But they kind of get in the office on Monday, they regroup, they really look at their board, get a little more serious about what might be out there, and then things can heat up and do heat up on Tuesday, Wednesday. But you and I were on the phone a lot today with a lot of people, some of them together, some individually. I can't quite remember in recent years as many teams and people who I think we thought would be active and probably still will be active, who were asking us, like, am I missing something? Like, is there something going on without me? Because... I don't have really anything going on. I don't have real offers. It was an interesting Monday, and it does speak to, Bobby, I think, that there's a bit of a log jam. There's a bit of a sense around, I, I would almost say, is this all there is? Like, I think a lot of GMs who want to get better, and some have the assets to do it, some don't necessarily have as many, they're looking around and going, I don't really... I just don't see many guys out here who move the needle for us. Uh, what was your sense today in, in talking around the league? You know, I'm going to give a, a, a fishing analogy here. It's like I feel like I'm out to sea with, a, with, the, with the best bait 
out there and, and there's nothing circling the boat. Yeah. Right. You're kind of just waiting for something to happen. And I mean, I've been doing this and you've been doing this a long time. I've never seen it as slow moving. Um, certainly, you know, with uh, Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi traded within the last month, um, you know, we've gone over, this, you know, the, these new rules that are in place right now. You have a lot of teams that are top heavy with salaries. Teams really just have second round picks to trade. And I think if you're some of these teams that are, um, you know, if you have a, a player on an expiring contract, you can just wait it out into the deadline and, and basically wait for your, your best offer. There's not that marquee. Uh, there's not that marquee player out there. Yeah. You know, DeJounte Murray is a player we've talked a lot about. We'll talk about him more this week. And you look at the Hawks. They've had a very good week. They had one four in a row. They played a tremendous game against maybe the hottest team in the league. Maybe the certainly the best team in the West right now, the Los Angeles Clippers, and lost a close game tonight. And does that figure into their calculus about how determined they are to do a deal around DeJounte Murray? They've got him on contract for years. That's not the issue. But you know, we'll see what they really have concrete in terms of offers as this week goes on. Uh, the Lakers, I think both the Lakers and Hawks both expect they'll talk to each other again here. And, and there are some other teams with some interest in Murray. But outside of him, you know, Miles Bridges, that's been a conversation. He was fantastic tonight against the Lakers, 41 points. That's a complicated trade for a lot of teams with the issues that come with him and bringing him into a new market. And also Charlotte, you know, they could re-sign him this summer. And and those are decisions they're they're going through. But it's and we talked about this yesterday, Bobby, the 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 teams who want to win championships, the Milwaukee's, the Boston's. They don't have a lot of room to make moves. Boston can maybe get a backup center. Milwaukee's cobbling together potential packages. They don't have a lot to offer. They have gassed their assets. The Clippers, you know, Philadelphia has flexibility. They have picks. They don't have Joel Embiid right now. And we'll learn more about that in the next 24, 48 hours. That changes the equation a little bit. It hasn't stopped Daryl Moyer from calling around the league and chasing everybody's superstars who are not available. That's what he does. But Guys just simply aren't available, Bobby. And I, I think we're going to have trades and pieces are going to move around. I think it's, we thought this leading into it, I, I'm even more confident today. And I think the GMs and owners and presidents we talked to, we may see a lot of player number seven through 11, seven through 12 on rosters, second round picks. A lot of those just changing hands over the next 72 hours. Well, yeah, I mean, we have the list, um, you know, right in front of us and you can, it's like kind of like almost like a process, uh, you know, process of elimination as far as what teams have. I mean, a lot of these teams, whether it be Boston, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Clippers, Golden State, Denver, um, top heavy with contracts and your core guys are not going to be moved. And then after that, really outside of Boston, they're the only teams that really have first to move. Golden State's got some later first. Um, and it feels like teams are saying, this is what we have. Take it, right? If we have second round picks, if you're Phoenix out there that can trade up to four first round picks and they've got a couple trade exceptions, um, you know, this is the best we're going to do. We can't do any, any, any better right now. I think something else that's probably slowed down the process. We saw the most player sign rookie extensions. And uh, I always go back to it. We have we haven't seen a player uh, who signed a rookie extension traded since 2008. Devin Harris was traded from uh, Dallas to New Jersey in a Jason Kidd trade. 
And there's certainly restrictions as far as, you know, poison pill and what can be traded. And that's you basically take 13, 14 players off the board as far as from those from those rookies right there. Um, but and then at the end, it's, you know, you mar- you talked about uh, DeJounte Murray. If you're Atlanta, you, you've already traded, you know, a couple of years ago, two unprotected first and a pick swap that hasn't come to fruition yet. And you think to yourself, well, can we get something better if we wait until June mm-hmm. or July or do we just go and you know cut our loss right now and, and get a future first round pick? And that future first round pick might not be until 2027 or 2029. Yeah, it's it's uh it's gonna be an interesting next 24, 48, 72 hours. There's no question. You know, I, I think that you know, even teams what I'm gonna be really interested in are the teams like in Oklahoma City who if they really want somebody out there, if there's somebody they think fits their timeline, fits their needs, they can go get, if hypothetically, if Sam Presti really wanted Alex Caruso, he can go get him. If he wants, fill in the blank, some other role players that might really fit, uh, like hypothetically, they have enough picks and assets. They have so many. Now, that doesn't mean you're just going to overspend on a player. That's You don't create this kind of flexibility to be undisciplined in that way. But I think those are the teams, you know, Minnesota wants to get better. There, there's things around the edges. Their payroll is so big moving forward. They've got to figure that out. But, you know, Minnesota wants to get better. Oklahoma City looks around and says, we're, we're right. At, we're in first. We're, you know, three teams log jammed at the top in the West as we're heading into into February now. Like they have the ability to get better, but it's the Milwaukee's. You know, Boston's done their work again. You know, is there a backup center? Miami, you know, they'll certainly some things around the edges. They have payroll issues moving forward. And so they're limited in how much money they can take on. The Lakers, again, you know, they've they've had a very good road trip. Uh, D'Angelo Russell has been outstanding since being put back in the starting lineup. He was great again in Charlotte tonight against an undermanned Charlotte team that competes. Uh, you can see Brandon Miller is going to be a star. He was awesome again tonight. But I think even for the Lakers, and there was a thought four weeks ago, five weeks ago, yeah, there's got to be a trade out there for D'Angelo Russell. Now you go, is it really somebody who make us makes us markedly better than what we have in Russell that's available? And that's going to cost us assets just to get a little better maybe, and maybe not better at all, maybe do a little worse. It may not be worth the risk. No, I mean, I think I and I think there's certainly probably a little bit more sense of urgency in, in the Western Conference just based on how tight teams are stacked together here, where in the East, if you're, you know, there's a little more breathing room. Certainly, we'll see what happens with Philadelphia. But if you you, you mentioned Oklahoma City, New York's in the same boat. You know, I listed both those teams as probably as good playoff teams, top six teams in each conference as well positioned to go out in, in a deal. And New York has shown a lot of restraint. We saw it in, in the Ananobi deal where they didn't have to include a first. They put a second in there and they're holding on to these, you know, these, you know, four, four of their own, four other picks that they've acquired um, in a trade. Same with Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn, as much as Brooklyn doesn't control their own first in the next four years, they're still sitting on three Phoenix first, a Dallas first, a Philadelphia first, some of their own first down the, down the road here um, that could go out and say, you know what? We don't want to be, you know, we want to go from the, you know, the the 10th seed or the 11th seed to maybe just, you know, be be the 8th seed here. And But teams are waiting. Teams are waiting until potentially the summer where more moves could, could open up here. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. 
Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand slams, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Listen, there's a confluence of a lot here that's maybe mucking this thing up. And and the new salary cap, team's trying to figure out what it's all going to mean. Uh, the idea of waiting till the offseason, but but also, you know, the play-in tournament. And we've had it for several years now, but there is no question that the play-in tournament has had a huge impact on the trade deadline. It has created fewer sellers. And teams who were traditionally in the past who were 9, 10, 11, 12 were just sellers. Now, no, they're, they look at it differently. And if you're in the East and you're Atlanta today, you go, well, Philly's got these injuries and uh, you know, they've got the Embiid injury and, you know, maybe, you know, Chicago, what are they going to look like by the end of the trade deadline? And uh, so we can move up. And so it changes your your thinking. And I, I think that the play in the league wanted it. It wanted fewer teams just pulling the ripcord and chasing, you know, getting in the race for the bottom. It is certainly motivated teams. That's what the league wanted. And they're getting it. And so, uh you know, the play-in tournament, don't underestimate how impactful that's been. And and even, I mean, we talked about this yesterday, Bobby, the teams at the very bottom who typically would be selling off their best players, Portland, Malcolm Brogdon right now, there's no inc- no sense he's getting moved. They're not really, they're not engaged on him. Washington, Kyle Kuzma, no sense they are engaged on Kyle Kuzma. Look at move Kuzma, Bogdanovich in Detroit, same thing. So is even though these teams are at the bottom of the standings, these are players who, at least for now, probably get to the offseason with. And those are three significant players I just listed that maybe in other years would be available. And I'm not saying you can't call and make offers and, and maybe rest those players away with a big offer. But I don't sense that's happening with teams right now. I don't sense they're doing that with those guys. You know, and the other thing, too, I was just thinking about, you know, and I've, we've heard Jonathan Gavoni, our, our draft expert, talk about it, too. This draft, 2024, is, I want to say, average to below average at best. It's where, not good. Yeah. Where, Nobody's where, excited about where, it. Where the thing you've heard today is, you know, we like first-round picks, but not in 2024. Mm-hmm. And that kind of weakens the market now. Teams are more reluctant to trade a 2025 first, unprotected, or even – uh, even in the future here. So that cl- that the new rules, some of the better players off the board already kind of has just kind of created, you know, that perfect storm right now. Bobby, we'll, we'll be back at this tomorrow. We'll see if we get a little more action on Tuesday. I bet we get, I bet we get one trade on Tuesday. I bet we get like one or two on Wednesday. And then I bet Thursday between like 11.30 a.m. and 3, we get what, like 17 18, most of which we'll forget by we'll go to do our recap show and we'll have forgotten half of them because they won't be. I know this isn't the way we want to sell the trade deadline at ESPN, but 
if we're being realistic about it, it you know, we, these things follow a rhythm. Typically, we'll, we'll see if we get a deal or two tomorrow, maybe one. But I tell you what, I didn't get a. I never say never. It changes quick. Well, I'll jinx it if I say there's no. Well, trade you tomorrow. know what's going to be interesting too is that you know we've talked about these new rules, and, it, and this is kind of for when we get into the off season here, when we get to the draft, like you know, instead of we see thirty teams open for business to buy, or you know, buy first or seconds, you know, we're going to only be dealing with twenty teams. You know, that's going to be something that's going to be fascinating as far as, as I, we've said uh, on, um, you know, on, on the first pod, this is really the last crack for some of these teams to use their trade exceptions. If you're Phoenix, you've got a $6.5 million trade exception or a $5 million trade exception. You got $1.3 million to send out. This is it. This is it for you. If you're Boston, that trade exception that you created in the Grant Williams trade from the offseason will eventually um, eventually go away here. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with with Golden State as far as how they go about conducting um, con- conducting their, their business. Same Milwaukee, you know, all these teams, these high spending teams, all these resources eventually will start to go away here. Yeah. You, you know, you mentioned the Suns, Bobby, and I know we were wrapping it up, but listen, I think there'll be some on the fringe wing player that they'll pick up before the, you know, that they can maybe play in a rotation. Maybe they can count on them in the playoffs to come in and, you know, play a role, but it's going to be fringe. They don't have, you know, they got a couple seconds they can offer. They've got, they have a pick swap. They given all those away. Well, I'm sure you can swap again, swap, swap, a swap. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, but you know the but again they but they have the exception and and they're and they're motivated. This is their window to win and and so but even a team like Phoenix and in talking to teams like them who don't have the assets to make trades, they're also saying them themselves. Even if we did, who would we really want to spend on? And they're looking at what's available, and they feel a little less bad. Some of these teams who have minimal assets, going, we're not missing out on much. And I think that's the theme that we've gotten from guys. Yeah, I mean, certainly if you're Phoenix, it's kind of like we know what your cards are, right? We know you have Nasir Little and and probably one of your couple of your minimums and four second rounds and a trade exception. You know, that's but the thing is, is that it's everyone is in the same boat. It's not like they're kind of on the sidelines and everyone else is at the dance, right? Like everyone's kind of sitting around waiting for somebody to make the first move. Well, we'll see if somebody makes a move on Tuesday, Bobby. Fun to. Spend another day in Bristol. We'll be at it uh, bright and early on Tuesday morning, and and we'll uh, we'll see what we can um, see what we can dig up out there. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Woj Pod. A big thank you, of course, to my guest Bobby Marks, ESPN's front office insider. Be sure to listen to new and archived episodes of the Woj Pod wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be here all week, trade deadline week in Bristol. New pod each day, uh, all the way through Friday. Uh, be sure also to listen to the Adam Schefter podcast with my good friend Adam Schefter. Uh, he, of course, is in Vegas at the Super Bowl. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you again tomorrow.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.